0: Welcome back to Sin Student Ministries Anchored Podcast. Today, we're actually going to do something a little bit different. We're going to set up the rest of the New Testament here in setting up the book of Revelation. And to do that, I'd ask Pastor Jeff to join us today to help us as we look at this book Because it's different than any of the rest of the books that we've looked at in the New Testament. And so we're going to dive into some of those differences and hopefully arrive at a place that can equip each one of us to properly bring ourselves to this text as we walk through the chapters here in the book of Revelation. And we're not going to be going chapter by chapter as we have with the rest of our text because we're doing that Sunday morning. And so the purpose of this podcast is not to replace what's taking place on Sunday morning, but is to help us supplement and help us learn and help us develop disciplines to how we study God's Word. And so hopefully we can look at ways in which we can prepare ourselves for listening to and reading God's Word here in the book of Revelation that we can continue to use as we walk through the rest of the book as we finish this Probably before the rest of these texts are preached through for us. And so, as we get to this text here, Jeff, what are some things that are really good for us to understand? first and foremost, before we jump into a book like this that's different than the rest of the ones we've looked at.
1: Well, Lee, thanks for having me and and thank you for your faithfulness. I've listened to several of these podcasts and the blessing that you're providing through these resources is tremendous, not just for the students, but for the adults who listen as well. And I'm so excited. To be able to talk about Revelation, because it is often misunderstood, it is often avoided, or it's overemphasized. And I love the way that you set it up. It is different than the other books of the New Testament, but it's not different than other books in the Bible. So I think because we spend so much time in the New Testament, and this book is so different than the other books, I think it scares us, and we don't know quite what to do with it. But I think we take the same approach that we take in interpreting the entire Bible. And when we apply it to Revelation, I think it actually becomes so clear and simple for us to understand and apply. And so I think the way I would characterize this is the importance of having the right lenses when we study the Bible. And I think of three clues that we're looking for. When you, when you come to the Bible and you're studying any book, you're looking for clues. The first one is a historical clue. Is there anything in the text that tells us something about the historical context of the audience, of the author? So in Revelation, we see very quickly in chapters 2 and 3 that this is during the Roman Empire. So we're going to understand a different historical context than, say, David and Goliath with the Philistines back in 1 Samuel. And so we first look at the history but then we second look at the grammar, we look at the words, we look at the, the literary device. And I know you've mentioned this word in the past in your podcast, but genre. What is the genre of the actual text that we're reading? And from the opening verses, we see that John is identifying that this is a revelation, an apocalypsis, or what we would say in English, apocalypse. And I think it's easy for us to immediately just conclude that what he's doing is revealing the end times, revealing the end of history. But when you look at that word, what he's simply doing is explaining and disclosing and making fully known what God's plan is for redemptive history. And so it's less about a a final small portion of time and less about uh, how grand and fantastic the images are. And instead, John's attempt to be able to clearly reveal what God's plan is for redemptive history. And that brings me to the third clue, and that is looking at the rest of the Bible. In fact, I just listened to your Jude podcast, and you so well observed that Jude references the Old Testament. And all you have to do is start to dig into Revelation a little bit more than just a a quick reading, and you'll see John is constantly referencing the Old Testament, He goes back to the Garden of Eden. He goes back to Abraham and the offspring. He goes back to uh, prophecies from the Old Testament, and he really anchors in Daniel for a long time. And so when we begin to see this and look for these clues, I think it allows us to be able to begin to see that Revelation is not unique to the rest of the Bible. We take the same rules that we've taken to the other 65 books, apply them to this book, And I think we begin to see some amazing discoveries of what God intends for us to be able to understand.
0: That's so good, Jeff. Uh, And one of the things you actually didn't mention in the Old Testament thing that I really feel like you've drawn out for me for the first time is the amount of Exodus that's in Revelation. Oh, yeah. And so reading through it and looking and listening and following that, it's been important to understand because that helps me to understand, hey, this isn't just solely about the future. And a lot of times when we think about prophecies, we're so focused on what is the future fulfillment of this that we're not necessarily seeing what it actually meant for these individuals who were there. So let's answer that question because this was written some 2,000 years ago. Did John write this 2,000 years ago for us today or was there something else? What was the actual purpose that John would write this and it would be with the church For over 2,000 years, if it's all about the last seven years or last moments of time.
1: That's a great question. And it's the question we should always be asking of any book of the Bible, whether it's Leviticus, whether it's the book of Acts. And the answer to your question, was he writing it to us today or to a a different audience? The answer is yes and no. And so the yes is that uh, even though the authors of Scripture may not have fully comprehended uh, what God was doing in the 66 books he was compiling over all of those years, we know because of all of it put together that God intended through his Holy Spirit that his followers for all time, would benefit from the 66 books of the Bible. So yes, he was writing it to us, but no, in that there was a primary audience and he was primarily writing it to, as chapter one tells us, the seven churches of Asia Minor. And he unpacks who those seven churches are. And in fact, in chapters two and three, specifically addresses each one of those churches, identifying historical context, identifying spiritual context, using vocabulary that would have been specific to those churches that they would have understood in special and unique and fresh ways. And so it is primarily written to those seven churches. But then once we understand what the objective was for John to them, then we can understand the secondary audience, which is every subsequent generation of believers who reads this amazing book.
0: That's that's really good, Jeff. And it's good to focus our thought on that, that What was written actually applied to somebody in a historical context. But God's truth still applies to us today. Mm -hmm. And I think that's encouraging because, number one, it tells us God is faithful. He's not changing. He's fulfilling his promises. He's working with his true people as he moves towards the completion of his plan. But I think a big question we also have to answer is, how do you not get lost in Revelation? Because we get some strange Mm -hmm. things happening, strange images that we're just really not used to. A discerning reader, as they read an epistle, can say, yes, I see specifically the error that this is talking about and the godly attribute or the godly focus that is right in parallel with it that we should be focusing on. But in this text now, we get into some strange images, some strange symbols even words or elements of the Old Testament that we're really not familiar with, mm-hmm. that we're trying to figure out, how do I discern and understand? And so what would you say to somebody who's working through that balance as they're trying to and, and really want to learn from the book of Revelation about what God's calling them to do?
1: Yeah, I think there's a simple tool that will help everyone. So whether you're a student that's studying it this summer, whether you're a parent, whether you're uh, someone outside of those two contexts, I think the tool is to be able to first ask the question, is that symbol, is that description found elsewhere in the Bible? And often the answer is yes. And often the answer is in the Old Testament. So I think, again, if we put ourselves back in the historical context, those seven churches would have likely had all of the books of the Old Testament at their disposal. And so I think John is using descriptions intending for the readers to go back to the Old Testament. So for us in the 21st century, as we're reading it, and we read in chapter 12 about a dragon and about the dragon's tail sweeping a third of the stars from the heavens, don't just try to figure out, okay, what does that mean by just looking at that text? Look and see, is there anywhere in the Old Testament where that imagery is given in Daniel 8.10? is using that imagery. And so I think that is a great tool that allows us to begin to understand the woman on the back of the beast, uh, the beast coming out of the sea and the bottomless pit. It allows us to be able to understand John's not coming up with something brand new. He's actually pointing back to the Old Testament to explain how Christ is fulfilled in orchestrating the events that John is revealing.
0: And I would say this too, definitely now, I've been amazed by AI and the artificial intelligence and the way in which it's trying to interpret some of these things. I don't know if you've seen these, and some of them I've almost sent to you, of the depictions of an author's thought of what these things look like. But it reminds me of the fact that anybody can take something and put it on the internet. And anybody can take this type of... Thought that they read and make the chat read that focus on that. And then it gives its own interpretation of what's going on. And so I would say be weary of what you find on the internet as you're looking through the book of Revelation, mm. especially if it's not taking you back to the other scriptures. If it's not taking you back to the other places, like Pastor Jeff has just recognized it and called us to do so mm. as a student of God's word, because that's really the task we've been asking you to do for the totality of this podcast is look at God's word, curiously study it, and develop a greater understanding today than you had yesterday by putting in the time, developing the opportunity to study God's word, using the tools, using the people, using all of the elements around you, because that is what is going to mold and shape you into having the best lenses to view God's word and then your life as well, moving forward from that. And so as you walk through Revelation, reading it, do so with that mindset and that understanding of this is a part of the totality of God's word, which all scripture is useful. That includes book of Revelation. That means we don't just skip this, but it also means we don't skip the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. We go back to the places that are sometimes hard to read to understand the whole story of God. Because I think that's huge for us. So as you listen to and read and study this independently and along with what we're doing Sunday mornings, we're hoping that you're growing and developing your individual ability to study God's word and to work through the difficult things you find there, but knowing that in doing so you'll reap a bountiful harvest of the blessing of God for your life as well as the others that you're in context and community with as you endeavored to do that today no you were loved